This is uh, Proverbs 31 message from last week. The Proverbs 31 wife, are you good to your husband or evil? Uh, listen to that one. I just preached another one yesterday. I haven't put that on yet. It'll be on later this week. Yesterday's message about about uh, the Proverbs 31 wife uh, and him having no need of spoil. Uh, the Proverbs. So good, uh, good uh, messages on on those, and it's in our Raising Children series. But the reason it's in that is so we can, you know, help our children to understand raising them for the Lord and. Um, and all that good stuff. So, uh, and helping our daughters and sons know uh, who to pick for spouses and all those things, very important. So I know I kind of threw it in that series with it because it's really overall we're expositing over Proverbs and uh, understanding that kind of stuff. So anyway, um. But uh, I hope it helps you. I really do. I it's really a lot of expository preaching in the proverbs, and that's I, I know I didn't call it that because, but that's really what it is. Uh, as we go through verse by verse on the proverbs thirty one wife and everything like that. So I hope that helps you anyway. I I, I do. I hope it does. But uh, and I know it's helping our church. It's helping ladies, and they're challenged, and husbands are challenged to do what their role is. Uh, and all that good stuff. So I am definitely um, blessed by that. I hope you had a good weekend. We preached on Saturday night, or Saturday afternoon, a little bit, only for like an hour, which was fine. A little over an hour, I guess, somewhere around there, but that was okay. Brother Jacob and I got out there, and the other men, and some men handed out tracts, and we got out there and we preached. Just to warm up for New Year's Eve, I we are excited New Year's Eve is going to be a Vikings versus a Sunday, and it's going to be Vikings versus Green Bay Packers. Now, we're not excited because we're actually going to the stupid game. We're actually excited because we're going to be standing outside of the stupid game, and we're going to be preaching the gospel. That's what we're excited about. We're not excited about that dumb game, uh, but uh, we are excited about the amount of people that are going to be gathered together at that dumb game. Uh, to hear the truth. So we'll stand outside of the Coliseum and we'll preach against it. Uh, won't that be something? Well, I can't wait till that documentary till I, we get that finished. Brother Andrew and I are working on that documentary on the Coliseum. We will use the, the live footage that we had when we were with Carl and Mary over there in Rome. And um, uh, we'll use that footage. And then we're going to also use the other footage that we have. But we are extremely excited about all of that. And uh, looking forward to putting that all together. If you'd like to give towards our ministry, I, I'm going to give you the way to do that, okay? Um, oldpazbaptistchurch.org, oldpazbaptistchurch.org. You can either click on the Donate button, which takes you directly to here, to PayPal, and you can give, which is much needed, and we appreciate it. Um and, or you can scroll down to the page and PayPal, Venmo, Apple Pay. We appreciate it either way. Um, and uh, 
if you can't do that or uh, Rumar, are you the head of your wife? Whoa. I like to think that we're equal. Are you the head? I am. I am a, I, no, no, no. I'm an alpha. Uh-uh, not if you think you and your wife are equal. Beta. Because I'll tell you why. That's just good to listen to. I accidentally clicked on that, but it is so hilarious. I love that clip. Anyway, uh, back to uh, here. Uh, If you'd like to, though, you could give uh, 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. Uh, Send a check there. Send whatever you'd like to there. Anyway, we love you. We appreciate you. And if you can't give anything, we still love you and we still appreciate you. And uh, we would appreciate your prayers because you can... Pray, and God will lay it on somebody else's heart to give. God will use your prayers. So don't forget to pray for us, please. And if you said 1999, I will send you a prayer shawl. I don't have a shawl. I don't even know where you get My wife has a shawl, but she uses that to nurse our baby. So I don't think I'm going to be sending any nursing baby shawls out to anybody. And I don't know how to whittle them. Like some of these women can whittle a shawl together. So I won't be sending out any shawls. Uh, y'alls. No shawls from y'all for y'alls. How come when everybody moves to Texas, they're like, y'all, y'all, y'all. And you're from New York. What are you saying y'all for? You're from New York. Stop it. Just stop it. Like Fabian. I'm going to drive to Pennsylvania just to pick up Fabian and drop him down to the ground for making fun of my shofar. Ah! I'm coming for you, Fabian. I'm driving straight through Pennsylvania. That's what I'm going to do on my way back home just to see you, to look you face to face in the eye and give you a noogie. Noogie. That's what I'm going to do to you. Anyway, I'm done. All right, I'm done with my rant. Some guy got on there. He got mad at me. He goes, he goes, you need to, you need to stop. You need to grow up and quit doing that stuff before your broadcast. And I looked at him and I said, make me, big boy. Make me. Ah! <laughs> I didn't say that. I didn't. <laughs> What happened? People used to be able to have fun, man. What happened to that? <laughs> oh, just kidding. Uh, I would, I wouldn't do that. But I would give you a noogie, Fabian. I would definitely give you a noogie. I would drive back through Pennsylvania to stop off at your place just to give you a straight up biggest noogie you ever had in your life. I would, man. Ask Carl. Carl knows. Carl, yeah, he would do that. He would drive back through there just to give you a noogie. He would do that. (laughs) Oh, that's funny. Anyway. Having fun. You got to admit, right? It'd be funny, right? 
even Andrea's laughing at that. And MS Salsa. Whatever that is. That jar of salsa's laughing at me now. All right. Well, I should probably get to what I'm supposed to talk about here today. That's probably a good idea. It's probably a good idea that I'll get back to work here. Man, I was preaching loud on that street corner. I had that amp up and I was preaching. I was belting that out. I could tell with my voice in the cold that I was belting that out. Actually, Dr. Seuss said... We can have lots of good fun that is funny. But that's that's an actual quote. Right? I take this jacket off here. This is Mon Ma Biz and I like chips and salsa. What? You didn't make me no salsa? You know what I walked around and kept saying to Jacob like for the longest time? You don't look like a lesbian. Like that. Like that. <laughs> like Jesse. Jesse Peterson. <laughs> He's like, you don't look like a lesbian. <laughs> oh, that guy's funny. Oh. Oh, that's funny. We need to meet, Fabian. A.K.A. Fabio. We need to meet. We do. Absolutely. I think I stressed my voice out a little bit. Said, I kept saying, I, <laughs> I say weird things to those guys all the time. They look at me like, what's wrong with them? What is wrong with that pastor? <laughs> well, lots. Where do you want to start? What's wrong with it? Well, where would you like to start? <laughs> Where, well, there's a lot of people with lists and videos out there. Where would you like to start? <laughs> oh, that's funny, man. Oh. That is funny. And there's 80 people on here listening to me laugh. Do you guys get mad at me laughing? I. <laughs> I don't know why I'm in such a goofy mood now. Now I'm just laughing. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what if these guys get mad at me for laughing? <laughs> the funniest thing is putting my video that Carl sent me this clip. You are going to love this clip on Christmas food, man. Oh, it was from like four years ago. And it was called, and, and I, I titled it Christmas Food. And I put it on fast forward, and I am laughing. Luke is sitting in the room with me, and I'm like, I'm talking to Luke while I'm on there. And um, he is just laughing. Luke is talking to me back and forth, and I'm talking about Christmas food and Santa Claus and cookies and everything. Oh, man. It is a funny clip. Okay. 
All right. Now, now to go to some darker things here. Not the guinea. This was a birthday present, this guinea. I think Gideon got me this guinea, but I'm not sure. But I actually have real guineas. And they're out there. And and Ronaldo Ronaldo is like my favorite guinea though. But we have some gray guineas now. And I'll show you those sometime. They're great. You will absolutely love the real guineas, though. And Ronaldo, I call Ronaldo the great white hype. He's a... <laughs> Ronaldo's... Ronaldo's... <laughs> Ronaldo's the white guinea and all the rest of them are black. <laughs> I call Ronaldo the great white hype. Ronaldo's like the whitest guinea on the planet. He comes just like strutting in. All the rest of them are gray and Ronaldo and black, and Ronaldo's the great white hype. Um. All right. I miss your guineas too, Teresa. That's why I ate them, all of them. All right, let's get to this AI weird stuff right now, okay? We haven't had an AI update in a, a little while. It's been a few weeks, maybe three or four weeks. And um, remember like years ago, I talked to you about that AI, that that Chinese mom that made that, that Chinese mom and dad that made that avatar of their daughter and they went to go visit. They went to go visit that they put the goggles on and they went and go and they went and visited. Hang on, I'll get you a picture of, of Ronaldo the Great White Hype here. Let's see. Put it over there. All right, let me see. Get on the Facebooks. Okay. There's Ronaldo right there. You see him? He's the great white hype in the middle there. That's Ronaldo right there. He's looking right at the camera. It's a great white hype right there. And then, like, these are all guineas right here, these gray ones. That's the rooster. There's a big rooster in there called Jumbo, and, man, is that a good name for him. He is honking huge. Anyway. Well, you remember that. Yeah, like three years ago or so, we looked at that, right? 
Well, I'm going to show you a video on this, but I thought this was pretty good. This how AI is bringing dead relatives back to life. And um, it's really scary what's going on with technology. The inability, it's teaching the inability to accept death and it's preparing men to accept ye shall be as gods. Right? It's, I, I'm serious, folks. This is not going away. The deception, this, China is so stuck on this. The people of China, because they have no hope, they have no gospel, they have no hope. They are sorrowful people with no hope. Yeah, I've covered it a few times. But remember YouTube cut me off? When one of the longings of people who have suffered a loss is to speak again, even for just a moment, with their loved ones. Now, new technologies are making it possible in a virtual way thanks to artificial intelligence. Is this just a new form of digital memory or a technology beset with serious ethical questions? Hello everyone, welcome to AI Impact. If you are new here, kindly hit the subscribe button and turn on the notification bell to get more videos like this. Let's Let hereafter helps people to communicate with the disease. This new technology records interviews to later create a virtual replica of a person, a kind of chatbot made with the answers and voice of the interviewee so that his friends and family will be able to visit when he has passed away. His resources have little to do with Ouija boards, cards, crystal balls, or seance. Okay, I want you to think about this. He said it has little to do with any of that. See, it's digital necromancy. It's digitally doing it is merging man with the machine and and literally finding a way to take over his mind it's the gateway drug not a simple recording or a photo album the goal is to include both of those things Hereafter, a California-based company seeks to provide software that may be activated on a mobile device or smart speaker. Now, this video I'm showing you is, it really is going to go through all the ways that they're trying to resurrect the dead digitally. Look, God made death an absolute, okay? trying to figure this stupid thing out. I hate this the way. I'm going to use. Not. Oh. Hang on a second. Oh, it does. Okay, cool. Hang on, because I cannot stand this. It is so absolutely annoying. 
I cannot believe that I am going to uninstall that stupid program. On this and just reinstall it on that. Uh, on that, because that is just totally messed up. I cannot get that stupid thing to work right. My search engine on that, because something got messed up in it and it does dumb stuff now. All right, he was nine twenty-seven. That's where I was. And it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this, the judgment. It is appointed. Men will die. It is a guaranteed. But what does Satan tell us? What has he always told man? What constituted the fall of the woman? What did he say? God says it is a point unto man once to die. What does Satan say? And the serpent said to the woman, he shall not surely die. That's it. That's the promise from Satan, the lie. With which you can even engage, ask questions, and receive responses based on the experiences of your deceased loved ones. Naturally, he did everything using his voice and expression style. What the tool allows is simply to enjoy the simulation to evoke the sensation that you are still chatting with that friend, grandmother, uncle that you have said goodbye to. Charlotte G from MIT Technology Review has tested it with two chatbots fed with voices and memories of her parents still alive and the experience she acknowledges was fluid enough to feel fascinated that around her there were people who, seeing her, would think she was having a conventional phone conversation like someone calling their mother at dinner time. A delayed goodbye. G's invention was an experiment, but other individuals are already using technology to make digital clones of their lost loved ones to stimulate the feelings of speaking to a deceased person and potentially make grief easier. This is the case with Jim Fajos, the creator of Hereafter AI, who acknowledged CNET last year as routinely corresponding with his father who passed away in 2017 from lung cancer. He was able to do that with the help of a technology called DeathBot, an interactive AI built on hours of recordings. Although it doesn't take its place of it, it gives us a wonderfully vivid method to recall it. Yours is not the only case, nor is hereafter. See, they are not letting people accept what God has done. It's not the same as looking at pictures of your deceased loved ones and, you know, just remembering them or memorial service or mourning them properly. But it's leaving it open like you're literally texting your loved ones. It's dangerous. It attempts to cheat death. It does not provide the proper mourning. After, the only company that aspires to build a delicate and complex bridge between the living and the dead. 
making use of technology with resonances to the dystopias of Black Mirror that is rooted in advances in artificial intelligence and resources as sophisticated as large language models, machine learning algorithms capable of recognizing, translating, predicting, and generate conversations after analyzing large samples. How far AI can go isn't news either. There are already companies that aspire to go further with an eye on the relationship between interlocutors, grief bots, and the fingerprint. The so-called grief bots are chatbots, computer programs based on artificial intelligence and capable of conversing with humans constituted from the fingerprint that a loved one has left. A whole legacy of social media posts, videos, photos, emails, and text messages that feed an artificial neural network. Together, they allow you to imitate the style and way of thinking of the person who has died. With this, her loved ones can interact with her digitally even after she passes away. Okay, so just by a fingerprint... They take your online fingerprint of everything that you are. This is what they're doing, voluntary or involuntary. That's what they're doing right now. That's what Elon Musk is up to. Elon Musk has bought Twitter so he could gather the information and make a fortune. You think Elon Musk is rich now? You think the left is after him? No, they're all jockeying for position. Right? What they're doing is jockeying for position. That's what they're doing. And Elon is using all, uh, Twitter or X to gather everything together in the matrix. Put it in there and make a fortune. Grief bots help you cope with the loss of a loved one? The main reason for developing the a grief bot. So you don't need God's word to deal with grief. You don't need the Holy Ghost to deal with grief. You don't need normal human, human interaction to deal with grief. God made you to, to have human touch, to have human love, to have care, to have his spirit. To have, uh, to have all of those things. You don't need any of those things. You just need the grief bot. You need to find a way to have your loved ones cheat death. And let technology make it in such a way that you can cheat death. It's dangerous, friend. It's living a lie. That's what it is. It's it's lying and not accepting God's way. It's in essence it's not accepting that the wages of sin is death. This new technology is to provide bereaved people with an essential source of support. This was one of the reasons that researchers Eugenia Quida and Mohammed Ahmed started working on grief bots independently of one another. They had the notions after losing their father and best friend, respectively. The authors described grief bots as a contemporary interpretations of traditional memorials and mourning customs, such as a funeral or photo album. According to this theory, grief bots would aid the grieving process in a healthy psychological way. 
After all, they enable more sophisticated interactions with the memory of the deceased, celebrating their life and aiding in the preservation of their memory. Ahmed believes that his father's desire for his children to meet their grandfather served as the primary source of See, he had a desire. I want my children to meet their grandfather. I mean, I get it. I get having like videos and I have all kinds of videos to go back. And my children are going to be able to watch videos of their grandfather and all that stuff. That's not the same thing as entering it in and, and tricking your mind into believing these people are actually still alive. And setting it up for you to have a conversation with your grandfather. Right? You're setting it up to have a conversation with your grandfather one day. Of inspirations for the grief bot. As a result, it provides a direct and interactive experience that goes beyond the conventional tales passed down from generations to generations about who he was. Quida adds that talking with her best friend after his passing allowed her to talk about the issue and help her learn things about herself that she had not before known. Both programmers believe she talked to her friend that had passed on. This is the same thing that happened with Saul and the Witch of Endor. Because the ghost is in the machine. Satan is going to use these. That speaking with their deceased loved ones helped them put words to the overwhelming emotions they experienced upon losing a loved one, to openly communicate their worries and fears as well. Generally speaking, something they would not have dared to do with a real person. You know what it reminds me of? Let's see if I hang on a second. I, I'm telling you, I just it just hit me like see here yep here it is this was weird man but this is what it reminds me of. father <laughs> if you can hear me i failed I failed you. Ruled by your enemies. Not since. Listen carefully, my son, or we shall never speak again. If you hear me now, 
then you have made use of the only means left to you. The crystal source through which our communication has begun. The circle is now complete. You have made a dreadful mistake, Kalel. You did this of your own free will. In spite of all I could say to dissuade you. That is creepy! But that's exactly what they're doing! The same exact thing that they showed you in movies because these people have devils. They showed you that 30 years ago. I re just re It just hit me like a ton of bricks when I was doing this that uh, just now that I just remembered. That's exactly what they're doing. I, uh... Now you've returned to me for one last chance to redeem yourself. This too. Finally, I've anticipated my son. Look at me, Kalel. Once before, when you were small, I died while giving you a chance for life. And now, even though it will exhaust the final energy left within me. Father, no. Look at me, Kalel. The Kryptonian prophecy will be at last fulfilled. See how they mock God? They are so anti-Christ. They're absolutely wicked. But it's the exact same thing. Ah! It makes my skin crawl. It's so wicked. The sun. There he goes. What is that? Now, I want you to think about this for a second. I'm not showing this so you go watch the stupid movie. Don't watch the dumb movie. I'm not going to watch it either. I haven't watched movies for, I don't know, however long since I preached against Hollywood satanic roots. I, this is just a, a, a small clip of something, okay? I'm not, I, I'm not a preacher that tells you, hey, go watch this movie and see how much Antichrist stuff's in it. No, let's not. But I'm showing you this so you understand that's the indoctrination. It's what they, that's, what are they doing now? What's the difference in that and this? Out of fear of judgment. Which ethical hazards are included in this robot-human interaction? Other authors, however, caution against the moral pitfalls that such technological tools may bring about in robot-human contact in addition to the deceased person's right to privacy and the matter of who owns and uses their fingerprint for purposes that may not be approved or desired. There's also the issue of how this technology may affect grieving family members or friends. Contrary to what its inventors claim, one of the potential effects would make it challenging for people to move forward in their life and eventually acclimate to a world without the presence of their loved ones. The bereaved person may start to socially isolate himself by concentrating all of their attention on the virtual relationship with the departed. Also, it must be considered that this virtual other is created using the transcripts of the deceased person's talks. In other words, the chatbot and So what did they do? The same exact thing that they were doing right here. Right? My son. 
That is straight up creepy. get any more straight up demonic than that do you do you get any more straight up absolutely demonic than that mimicking god i catch your question hey look or that they will think they succeeded because they resurrected uh, you think the two prophets, when they come back to life, won't be that much of a surprise because of this? Uh, no, I think it'll be a big surprise because it'll be literal and physical. And the difference will be that it's from God and it won't be, it'll be, it won't be mimicked and mocked like this. Look what this guy calls this father and son. I mean, when you look at what this guy did. It is absolutely creepy. I mean, when I first watched this years ago, it wasn't creepy to me because I was lost. Now I see it and I'm like, this is straight up creepy. Dissipates future responses based on its prior interactions. This enables you to respond with information that deviates from what you would have anticipated from your loved ones based on what we knew or believe we understood about it, or on the changing conditions of the present, which would have necessitated more suited reactions. Remember that these tools are based on the entirety of your digital footprint. For instance, all of your conversations with other people fall under this category. In light of this, they may also have distinct selves or public personas, depending on the situations and or the individuals with whom they interacted. In other words- By the way, if you wonder my view on Superman and all those other things, you could go back and listen to what I did many, many moons ago. In a land far, far away. Let's see, and I will show you. Man of steel, man of sin. Right? That will tell you exactly that. Uh, or do you think that they are that they are successful? No, they will not be trying to raise the prophets from the dead. They will hate the prophets. They will be angry because the prophets rose from the dead, and they will not understand how they rose from the dead. Because in all of their deception and antics, they can't raise them from the dead. They can't raise their own from the dead. So when they see those two prophets that they hated rising from the dead, it will enrage them even more. Okay. Nope, not that one. That one's creepy. Using these technologies might reveal aspects of our loved ones that we were unaware of or that we might have preferred to remain hidden. All of this would have an impact on how we see the individual, causing us to forget that the chatbot is merely a robot. Chatbots for decision-making and the end of life. Nowadays, chatbots are used for more than just providing comfort at times of loss. 
One variety is even designed to offer end-of-life counseling. His goal in these situations is to assist him in creating... See that? Chatbots are going to offer end-of-life counseling. So, um, if you're going to die, the chatbot is going to tell you actually how you should die. In what way you should die. Man, I'm telling you, I cannot shake how weird that is with that Superman. The, the dots that were connected for me, that we were being conditioned for that all those years ago. You got to understand, I loved those movies. I watched all of them over and over again. Wow. It's just, it's creeping me out. Because I was like into that. And they were showing you that was AI. 40 years ago, that was AI. Like, you would have never thought there's a hologram. That's a hologram touching him for real in the spirit. So they're linking. Look at the touch. He's touching him. And linking him with a hologram and with a spirit. Right? So it's the spirit... And the hologram are the same thing. And able to produce that touch. And that is just weird. I have not even thought about this man of steel, man of sin. Not even close for years like that. They just hit me. Their last wills. They are also meant to aid palliative care patients in lessening their fear of dying. For instance, encouraging stress-relieving habits or facilitating conversations on important spiritual matters, the grief and end-of-life experience, the transition resulting from innovative technology. In other words, new technologies are changing how we experience loss, even how we perceive death. All of this- Right. What'd he say? Look. In other words, new technologies are changing how we experience loss. New technologies are changing how we experience loss. Right? How you handle loss, they are changing it. Why? He shall be as gods. He shall not die. Satan's lie. That's what they're doing. Even how we perceive death, all of this prompts significant bioethical concerns regarding the psychological and social ramifications of its application. It is important to critically consider the potential effects that all of this might have on the bereaved.
Also, a crucial topic in clinical psychology, the so-called continuing links with the loved ones and the psychological role of rights are discussed, in addition to the cultural concepts of life and death that might be inherent in the employment of this type of technology. It is important to start a discussions about any potential values or interests that would support it. Deathbots have made it currently possible for a life after death. The development of artificial intelligence has some unexpected applications of cults centered around death. Also, businesses have not waited till they make a profit. An example of this is the recent patent applications by Microsoft to create a chatbot that would go so far as to mimic the voice of the deceased person. In South Korea in Right. Same voice. Same everything. Deceived. In 2020, a troubling experiment utilizing artificial intelligence and virtual reality was conducted. Jung Ji-sung briefly reconnected with his daughter, who had passed away from a blood condition three years before. Family images are being given new life via artificial intelligence. The deep nostalgia feature... Remember that? We watched a video on that. Remember they cut my feed? We watched a video on this. Remember this broadcast? I had to put it over on Sermon Audio because I got kicked off of YouTube. And it was straight up deep. Remember that? How creepy it was? Remember? Which is a service offered by MyHeritage, enables you to resurrect the images of deceased people. That bots ethical challenges. As you can see, the ethical implications of raising the dead from the dead are so many. One of the first nations to show legislative interest in dead bots was France, where the Ethics Committee sent the Prime Minister an advisory opinion in November 2021. This ruling presents various difficulties, including the disease authorizations for the use of their data after their death, which is covered in a separate chapter entitled Dead Bots. The risk posed by the person's identity being unsurped, living and dead. The psychological influence on the individual who speaks with the deceased is the final factor. In many sectors, the development of artificial intelligence is beneficial. Algorithms are all around us and make our digital lives easier by, for instance, recommending educational material to us. But as these hacking cases show, every advancement has its flaws. Computer. Okay. Anyway, so we'll move on to the next video, but I want you to get an understanding of what they're doing with this. They're trying to defy death. They're trying to cheat death. Bible says, let God be true and every man a liar. The great lie is that you could live immortality in this flesh, in this world. Also, our times are marked with times of deception, right? Let no man deceive you by any means. Let no man deceive you. Let no man deceive you. Why? Because they will try to deceive you. Right? They will try to deceive you. It's, it's the world that we live in. Right?
Now, let's see here. Moving right along. This is world where machines are not just intelligent, but conscious. It might seem like science fiction, but the reality is AI consciousness might be more possible than we think. But can machines have consciousness? This question has fascinated scientists and philosophers for centuries. In fact, the idea of creating artificial beings with intelligence can be traced back to ancient myths and legends, such as the story of Talos, a giant bronze robot that guarded the island of Crete in Greek mythology. But it was not until the 20th century that the concept of artificial intelligence became a scientific reality the Turing test, and the birth of AI. Our story begins with Alan Turing, a pioneer in computer science, who in 1950 proposed a test to determine if a machine could exhibit intelligence indistinguishable from a human. This test, now known as the Turing test, marked the beginning of AI's quest for consciousness. One of the earliest AI programs that aimed to pass the Turing test was ELISA, developed in the 1960s by Joseph Weizenbaum. This chatbot mimicked a psychotherapist, leading some users to believe they were conversing with a real person. ELISA's success showed that machines could potentially mimic human-like behavior, paving the way for future AI advancements. The Ethics of Creating Conscious Machines The development of AI capable of mimicking human intelligence raises moral and ethical questions. In 2016, Microsoft launched a chatbot named Tay, designed to learn from and engage with Twitter users. Unfortunately, Tay started posting offensive content after being manipulated by users, prompting Microsoft to take it down. This incident demonstrated the potential dangers of AI systems without proper safeguards. Another thought-provoking debate is the Chinese Room experiment proposed by philosopher John Searle. This thought experiment questions whether a machine that can perfectly simulate human understanding could actually possess true understanding or consciousness. This debate remains unresolved and continues to shape AI development. The rise of advanced AI systems and their impact. Fast forward to the 21st century, where advanced AI systems like IBM's Watson and Google's DeepMind have made significant strides in AI capabilities. In 2016, DeepMind's AlphaGo achieved a historic victory against the world champion Go player Lee Sedol. This demonstrated the potential for AI to surpass human intelligence in complex tasks. As AI systems become more sophisticated, the implications of artificial consciousness become increasingly relevant. Questions about AI rights and the potential misuse of consciousness machines emerge, forcing society to confront the ethical dilemmas surrounding AI development. Current Dilemmas and the Road Ahead As we venture further into the 21st century, the field of AI consciousness is not just evolving, it's accelerating at an unprecedented pace. AI advancements such as large language models like ChatGPT and realistic images created by vision models are both astonishing and unsettling. DeepMind CEO Demis Hassabis and Oxford AI researcher Nick Bostrom have suggested that AI could potentially gain self-awareness or even sentience depending on one's definition. Amidst these advancements, a recent development at OpenAI has stirred the global AI community. The creation of a new AI model, known as QSTAR, is rumored to represent a significant leap towards artificial general intelligence. The intrigue surrounding QSTAR stems from its ability to break down and solve problems, mirroring human-like problem-solving methods. This advancement could potentially transform the capabilities of AI systems in complex cognitive tasks, making it the first step in developing conscious AI and making humans obsolete.
The question of whether AI can or cannot be truly conscious remains a subject of ongoing debate. As we continue to push the boundaries of AI, it's vital to remember the lessons from our past and work together to shape a future where AI serves the best interests of humanity, as Stephen Hawking once warned us. I think the development of full artificial intelligence could spell the end of the human race. It would take off on its own and redesign itself at an ever-increasing rate. Humans, who are limited by slow biological evolution, couldn't compete and would be superseded. What do you think about our new AI overlords? Leave your thoughts in the comments below. Hey, there you go. So he's giving you kind of a snapshot of AI and what takes what's taking place with AI. What you're seeing is this is the emergence of, of, of man merging with man and machine. This is the merging of this is where men like you know Twitter that uh, are men like Elon Musk that own Twitter, men that own, uh, that, that run Google. They haven't just done it all for money-making, even though they are the merchants of the earth. They're, it's all culminating in the mark of the beast. Right? It, it all comes down to the mark of the beast. It all comes down to the buying and selling and trafficking in the land. And, and you that you must have the mark it all it, it's all coming down to that revelation 13 tells us that's where it's headed that's the direction that we're heading in i want you to watch i, I want to read you this article and then i want to show you what happened with this ai allows the dead woman to talk to people who showed up at her funeral Mom answered questions from grieving relatives after they had watched her cremation. So they literally saw the cremation of their mother, not, not the literal burning, which, by the way, I want to show you something. If you have plans right now to cremate, change them. You're following a heathen practice. I don't care how much money you save. That's heathen. The Bible says the heathen burn their dead. Nowhere in the Bible do you see God ordain the burning of human flesh, the burning of the bodies of humans in their death. But we have a memorial, we have a, a burial, we do not have a burning. We do not burn our dead. We bury our dead out of our sight. We do not burn our dead and put their ashes everywhere. That is heathen. Stop following the heathen. I didn't say you were heathen. I said you're following the heathen, just like Jeremiah 10 says. Let me show you. That reminds me of that. Let me show you something. <laughs> Sorry. Remember that. Oh. Hear ye the word of the Lord, the, the word which the Lord speaketh unto you, O house of Israel. Thus saith the Lord, learn not the way of the heathen. 
And be not dismayed at the sign of heaven, for the heathen are dismayed at them. Learn not the way of the heathen. Don't follow the heathen. Heathens burn themselves at his fire marshal bill. That's right. The heathen. heathen. (laughs) Now all I can picture is that guy. (laughs) Now all I can picture is that guy. Let me show you something. Oh, I'm sorry. I hate that stuff. That's, I hate that that stuff's in my brain. <laughs> oh, man, we think alike too much, man. <laughs> we absolutely think alike way too much, man. Way too much. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Oh, cremation. Is it Christian to be cremated? No, it's pagan. Bunch of heathens. Well, I already got my my burning ready. Well, you can always repent. But my money. I don't care about your stinking money. Why are you following the way of a heathen? Why are you going to burn your body like a bunch of heathens? And walk around like you have no faith. Like you don't believe God's going to resurrect your body. Do you want to be burned like a bunch of heathens? I'm not a heathen. I'm going to have a Christian burial. Because I believe God. And I want my death to be in the same fashion as Christ was. Christ was buried. I'm going to be buried. I'm a child of the king. I'm not a heathen. Amen. Yeah, I know your pastor don't preach about it. Your pastor don't preach about a lot of things. And when they hear my messages, they get mad. They tell me how they tell you how bad I am and how crazy I am. Why? Because I'm just following the Bible. I'm just telling you what God's word says. I don't say it because I don't love you. I love you. I don't want you following the heathen. Amen, M. Salsa. That's good. Praise the Lord. Don't don't follow the heathen. Don't get buried like the heathen do. We're not heathens. We're Christians. We're Bible believers. We believe what God's word says. We believe in that resurrection morning. We do what Christ did. By the way, I ain't got no money either. I don't know how I'm going to get buried. Well, I guess I have a life insurance policy. So if I make it, if I make it longer than that life insurance policy, I guess it won't matter much, right? Anyway,
People who showed up at her funeral. Mom answered questions from grieving relatives. Now, that's just weird. Well, Jody Hammond, what you did, you did in ignorance. And God forgives us when we repent. You can't change anything about that. God will put his body back together if he's a child of God. Well, either way, if he's lost, his body's going to come back together. Right? His body's going to come back together and he's going to stand at the white throne judgment. If he's saved, his body's going to rise and he's going to stand before God either way. But him that knoweth to do good and doeth it not, to him it is sin. Marina Smith, an 87-year-old woman who passed away in June, was able to address the mourners at her funeral. At her own funeral in the UK. Sort of. At least thanks to the power of artificial intelligence, the woman was able to surprise the guests at the funeral in the form of a holographic conversational video experience. All right, come on, man. That don't freak you out. Look, straight up. If I went to grandma's funeral and somebody's like, looked at me and goes, hey, do you want to ask grandma a question? No, what's the matter with you? I don't want to ask grandma no questions. Grandma's dead. Because now's your chance. What? This ain't no bad episode of Superman. I don't want this experience. I don't want this experience. No. I don't want holographic grandma coming to visit me. It's weird. That's creepy. Let the dead bury their dead. Have the funeral. Bury the dead out of your sight and move on. Don't be talking to things. I don't want this experience. The illusion must have been pretty shocking to funeral goers. Stephen Smith was able to converse with the virtual representation of his mother in real time. Even gave attendants the opportunity to ask questions as well. Mum, mum, my mum, my mummy, me mummy. Me mum answered me questions from grieving relatives after they had watched her cremation. It reminds me of a bad episode of Freddy Krueger, Nightmare on Elm Street. And no, I'm not showing you a clip of that. It reminds me of a bad episode of Freddy Krueger. We watched you die. And then Freddy Krueger shows up in a piece of pepperoni pizza. Man, that was creepy. That was acid tripping, crazy, wild stuff right there, man. Right? 
me mom. That's me mom. You want to talk to me mom? No, not if she's dead. I don't want to talk to your mama. What's the matter with you? Talk to me mom. We don't need to be talking to your mom. She's dead. Knock it off. Other attendees were a little creeped out by it. Listen to what he said. Nothing could prepare me for what I was going to witness when I saw it, Matt Asner, the actor's son, told Axios last month. Other attendees were a little creeped out by it, Asner added, because it was like having him in the room. Okay. Here it is. Ready for the weird? Dude's talking to his dead mum. Have you ever thought about what you'd say at your own funeral? Thanks to AI-powered technology, it's now possible to ask questions to someone who has passed away. Stephen Smith is the co-founder and CEO of StoryFile, a tech company based in Los Angeles. His mother Marina died in June 2022, but mourners at her funeral were still able to ask her questions. Here is Marina's grandchild. How did becoming a grandparent change you? Oh, I think it brought immense joy into my life. Uh, oh, it brought immense joy into me life. Oh, it brought immense joy into me life. You're dead! That's creepy! So you watch the urn and you see, like, the Undertaker, dong, walking down with the urn and it's over. Then all of a sudden, Grandma, you're like, so hey, Grandma, how, how's it feel to be a Grandma? Oh, I don't know. Feels pretty good. Try it again. Watch. Oh, I think. How did becoming a grandparent? Is it me or does she sound just like the Queen of England? About <laughs> smashing. I couldn't imagine doing a video like this. I'd be like, I'd be like, so how did it feel to be a grandma? Smashing! It was wonderful! Smashing! <laughs> how did it feel to be a pastor? Smashing! I thought it was wonderful. It was wonderful being grandmummy. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> it felt wonderful being grandmummy. <laughs> Just like wrong. Smashing! Joe, it felt smashing! 
I'm dead! <laughs> it's like, really weird. Okay. All right, I'm sorry. I gotta get back. <laughs> How did becoming a grandparent change you? Oh, I think it brought immense joy into my life. And uh, I think just the core concentration about enjoying the company and going places and sharing and the beautiful little things that come out of a child's night. Marina's video is not a deep fake. The process starts with the subject using any laptop to record themselves answering dozens of questions, which are uploaded to the StoryFile platform. AI then selects answers to questions pre-recorded and approved by the subject. So when we hear people hear AI, they assume that AI means that we are somehow or other creating this character and all the content. Actually, we do use artificial intelligence, but it's not for creating new content or putting words into your mouth. What we're actually doing is using the AI to search the content, the answers to questions that you give, to get the most appropriate response. What do you enjoy doing with your grandchildren? Everything, if possible. But I think that singing and music and... Um, Oh, just everything, really. Storyfile doesn't change. What do you, everything, really? What do you enjoy doing with your grandbabies? Oh, everything, really? Everything. You're dead! Stop it! Oh. These people are delusional answers to questions we don't edit it we don't manipulate it we don't deep fake it what we're trying to say is this is the authentic you this is the video that you created and now you're making that accessible by means of conversation for the future the original idea was to allow interactions with people who have fascinating stories to tell such as those who lived through major historic events now anyone can upload their answers for a one-off fee of 48 dollars I would say, really, if you have a secure face and you walk in it, I feel that your life will be full of joy and peace and love. And I would advise, I would really suggest that there's no other way. There's only one way, walk in it and keep walking on. Oh! That is creepy. But look how emotionalism, death, that's not the gospel. If you have a true face, you have a true face, then walk in it, walk in it. You may walk in it, and you will be better off. Walk in it, walk in your true faith. Faith in what? Faith in what? See how damnable this could be? What if you were, like, seeking out the truth and someone resurrects grandma, right? And grandma tells you, walk in your faith. Walk in it. What's that mean? Walk in what? That's it. 
That was a message from Grandma. Smashing! That's... That's... That's a message. That's a message from Grandma. But Grandma just told you to follow Antichrist religion. Grandma's in hell. So Grandma's just talking them into going to hell. Whoa, we hit 100. Woo! I get a bonus for that. Zero out of zero is still zero, but it's a bonus nonetheless. Smashing! Mm -mm -mm. That is a tad bit on the weird side, my friend. Okay. So that was... Smash that like button. Smash that thumbs up button. Smashing! All 100 of you, smashing! <laughs> right? Smashing! Righto! Okay, next. Here we go. All right. Still, still weirder. Yeah, every single one of you 99 or 100, hit that thumbs up button over there for me. Push that algorithm, you know. So we could uh, thwart the A AI immortality antichrist lies of the devil. All right, this is about to get weird. All right, it was already weird, but it's going to get weirder here. Same weirdness, right? 333, it's 333. That's what time it is. Every time I look at the clock, it's 333. Smashing! So here's the digital afterlife. China. You know, there's a concentration of billions of heathens over in China. And these heathens are looking for hope. They're looking for it in the wrong place. My hope is built on nothing less but Jesus' blood and righteousness. I'm going to die one day. My hope in this life is Christ. And my hope in the next life is Christ. My sure foundation is Christ. On Christ's solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. Right? Satan is trying to enlighten these people and give them gnosis. He's trying to give them knowledge. 103! Trying to give them knowledge. He's deceiving them. I feel sorry for these people. Because these people are being deceived.
Hey, does anybody else think it's weird that he's putting a, a can of Monster on his... What was that all about? Let me just... What in the world was that all about? He listens to his son's voice as he visits his grave. I know it's difficult. I know how difficult it is for you. This is his, his dead son's voice saying this, right? I know how difficult it is for you. Every day, every moment, I wish I could be by your side. Giving you warmth and strength. And his son died at age 22. Wu became one of the growing number of Chinese people turning to AI. To create lifelike avatars of lost ones. Your children die at an age between a minor and an adult. It is perhaps the most painful loss that parents can experience. I'll tell you one thing that doesn't help too, is the Chinese one rule children, one rule children that they had. They're actually not going to be able to, their birth rate is so low that they're not going to be able to continue civilization over in China anyway, if they keep up doing that. But I want you to think about something for a second. Okay. You think about this, what they're, a lot of people decide to use birth, and I'm not talking about everybody, because some people can only have one children, some people can't have any children. Biologically, they cannot have them, okay? I'm not saying, I'm not belittling anybody, I'm not saying, I'm saying that there are a number of people, there are a number of people that stopped having children. They had one child and they wouldn't have any more. Something terrible happens to that child and they are completely mourning and given over to no hope. Now, I pray to God I never experienced the loss of a child because there is no easy way to lose a child. There is no easy way for a child to die. And to lose that child. But if you had multiple children. Which historically families in America would have like eight children back in the 1800s. And they would have children that would pass away. They had to continue to invest their life in their own in their other children. Right. They couldn't they couldn't quit. They couldn't walk away from their own children. They had to continue life and take care of their other children. That helped with the mourning process. No, it didn't make it easy losing their child. There's no easy way to confront death. 
there's no easy way to get over the loss of you outliving your own children. I have never experienced that, and I can't imagine the pain of that. But what I'm saying is, is that many people regret not having more children, and they waited until it was too late. They, it was money, it was career, it was work, it was whatever it was, uh, inconvenience. They didn't want to have more children. And they lose one or the only one that they have along the way. And the mourning is so grievous to them. That it just, it devastates them even more had they not done that. Right? Had they not used birth control or stopped having children in that way because of inconvenience. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it to be insensitive to people, okay? I'm not saying that, 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 say, well, it doesn't hurt you if you have multiple children. No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that, but, but there is a consequence to not following God. He says, how can one overcome this kind of pain? Only by the grace of Almighty God. You've got to have Jesus Christ and him to strengthen your heart and your life. It takes the Lord. It takes the grace of God. He says, I think it's based on something you may never be able to move on from. Well, I don't think you move on from any uh, severe trials in your life. You move through them, and God uses them. Right? But it, it, you don't move on, you know, or get over it. You don't get over death. Death is this is part of this life. So he gathered photos and videos, auto recordings of his son, and spent thousands of dollars hiring AI firms that cloned his face and voice. He cloned, this is a man that has no hope. He cloned his face and his voice. This will make our lives better. This is, this is, so he clones his son and this thing is digitally Bringing him. It says, choose courage, choose gratitude, choose positivity. This will make our lives better despite the losses. That's what I want to see the most from heaven. Well, these guys are heathens. They're not Christians. His son's not in heaven. His son is, is in hell. See what they're doing, though? See the deception that is there? 
最想要看到的景象。Zhang Zui, who founded the AI firm Superbrain and worked with Wu. Says the AI industry is booming in China. Why? They don't have Christ. His company charges up to $2,800 to create a basic avatar within about 20 days. But the technology is advancing rapidly. From the point of view of the concept of digital immortality, we are now working on creating digital beings around us in real life. Holographic forms whose purpose is to provide customers with a sense of digital companionship as if they have. A real loved one accompanying them in real time. So they want to keep their dead loved ones around them in real time. Or the feeling of having someone by their side when they need it. Okay, so let me give you an example. God forbid. My wife passes away before me. Or my wife dies. I have, seven, I have eight children to raise, right? But I can't get over her loss. So I decide to make myself and my children an AI bot of my wife that is with me every day. So I go to bed and I look over at my AI bot wife that has everything programmed. And I say, okay, good night, Hannah. I look at her and say, like I did when she was alive, do you, do you want to pray with me? Let's pray together before we go to bed. Or my children walk in my bedroom at night. I'm scared, Dad. And AI bot Hannah says, okay, come on in. And my children continue life with this AI bot. Like it's their mother. Because I've programmed everything in to AI bot Hannah and made her that way. So what don't I do then? I don't go out and get married to get my wife to get a wife to care for my children. Right? to raise my children, a mother that's alive that they need. But I continue with all the programming and everything that I have in AI bot Hannah from who Hannah is when new things come up and new, new situations and scenarios and everything, we just continue. We sit down for dinner and AI bot Hannah is at dinner with us. And AI bot Hannah looks over at the kids and says, now, keep your feet down. Use your napkin. 
Sit still. No, you can't have an extra uh, drink. So life is continuing with AI bot Hannah. And I'm not raising my children with a mother, but an AI bot of their old uh, of their mother that passed away and went home to be with the Lord. Because I have all the data from life that we lived recorded. Because we're all being recorded, right? So she sits down, AI bot Hannah. We go to bed. Uh, we get up in the morning. AI bot Hannah is there and does everything like that. Your children don't have a real flesh and blood mother that's with them. I don't move on and and, and marry. Stop freaking me out, Hannah. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> I don't I don't continue on. Dave and Beckett Summer come over for pizza and AI bot Hannah looks over at at uh at Becca and says, Becca? Do you want another piece of uh, Italian pizza, uh, Italian spicy Italian pizza? And Becca looks over and goes, uh, uh, how long are you guys going to live like this? Church gets together and looks at it and says, Pastor, you, you gotta you gotta move on. You can't. Your wife is in heaven. You you have to move on. Right? I'm telling you, like, when you catch somebody in mourning, right? When you catch somebody in mourning, like, I, I, like, it scares me, kind of. Do you know what I mean? It scares me that, like, if you caught somebody in mourning... Right? That that all of us would say I would never do anything like that, right? But but isn't it kind of scary though that like you think about that, it's like, well, what if I was really weak and what if I was really and it was sold to me and packaged to me the right way? Could I get myself to do something like that? 
Do you know what I mean? Like, am I making sense to you? Like, I, I mean, I'm not, I know we're, you know, we're joking about a few things, but I, I'm being serious here. When your emotional state is so broken. And you're grieving, right? And your children are grieving. Someone says, well, I mean, here's this little box avatar thing that will have a picture of your wife and she'll talk about all the things of life. Like, she'll talk about all the things of life with you and and all the challenges that you have. And remember the good times. You know, you look over at that AI bot, and I say, hey, Hannah, remember when we went to, to the Grand Canyon? Remember when we first walked out there and we looked in the Grand Canyon, we looked out at that? And that AI bot, Hannah, would say, in the same voice as my wife, yeah, I remember that. Remember the pictures that we took? I mean, I'm saying like I... Right, right, Jessica, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like I could say, I could see being so broken and distraught that I would be like, okay, well, maybe we'll just do that. Like, maybe it'll help the kids cope with that and they could talk and they could. Now, I know by the grace of God, I would never do that. I mean, I'm, I'm fairly sure. But in your mind, you'd be thinking, well, what would be the hurt of it? Here's the hurt of it, friend. We would never move on. We would be able, we would never be able to move on. We just, we wouldn't be able to, right? That's, that's the danger of it. Or the feeling of having someone by their side when they need it. Theoretically speaking, this can be seen as a digital afterlife. Wu is hoping he will soon be able to create an even more advanced replica of his son. So he wants a more advanced replica of his son. In fact, there are many people like me in this world. You can see it as achieving a kind of perfection in life. Do you see it? Look what he said. You're. It's achieving kind of a perfection in life. Genesis 
And the serpent said to the woman, ye shall not surely die. For God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened and ye shall be as gods, owing good and evil. And Fabian, you hit the nail right on the head. Your wife would become an idol. You would be telling God. You would be telling God that you did not accept his decision to take your wife and that you would defy God and you would keep, him li- you would keep your wife living forever. And you would build it up as an idol and say, God, you made your decision. You took my wife. But I will make my own replica, just like Saul did. When Saul used the witch of Endor to bring up Samuel, which wasn't really Samuel. Because God had already said he wouldn't speak through a prophet to Saul any longer. Or in any way would he speak to Saul. So who was speaking to Saul? A devil. He made an idol out of Samuel. And you and I, if we didn't move on from death like that, we would be telling God that this is the God that's before me. We would be looking at the blessings that God gave us over the God who blessed us. That's what we would be doing. We would be sinning against God. We would be seeking perfection in the flesh. You could see, he said, it is as achieving a kind of perfection in life. Through new technologies and advancements. When this technology truly develops, the concept of losing loved ones may not exist. He shall not surely die. Because people will become eternal. You see, he's having a phone conversation with his dead son. Very sad. Very sad. Finish up with this. The dead. I know that sounds like a loaded question, but what if artificial intelligence answers it for you? I'm not talking about chatbots or chat GPT. I'm talking about the limitless possibilities that AI brings with it to the extent that it can actually make the impossible possible. Like, for example, bringing back the dead. AI can now do that for you. If you don't believe me, take a look at this. Mourners are using AI to resurrect the dead. This is Siku Wu. He and his wife lost their only child, Zuanmo, who was only 22. A sudden stroke took away his life. 
and changed the life of Wu and his wife forever. Wu remembers his son as a keen sportsman, as someone who had a desire to help people and a sense of right and wrong. This kind of advancement of technology is not new by the way, but it raises the same question as earlier. Is this right or wrong? Let me tell you what Wu did. He began researching ways to resurrect his son. He spent a lot of money hiring AI firms that basically cloned his son's face and voice. There's also a database that was created that had troves of information about his son. The aim would be to use this info to create an avatar that will copy his son's thinking and speech patterns. In fact, there are a lot of companies that have sprung up in the US recently. They focus on what are called ghost bots. In China, this industry is booming. You can shell out between 10,000 and 20,000 yuan. That's between $1,400 to $2,800 to create a basic avatar within about 20 days. Clients can also hold video calls with a staff member whose face and voice are digitally overlaid with those of their loved ones who are no more. Yet again, using such technology brings back the debate about ethics, about how it is a double-edged sword. Technology is trying to build new ways for us to remember those who we've lost. But the lines are blurring, they are murky. Resurrecting the dead as digital entities is no longer hypothetical. In fact, it is almost inevitable. But just because something can be done doesn't mean it should be. For starters, it may help with grief, but experts say in the long term it could be traumatizing. Imagine if you could just click a button and recreate a dead one. You would want to do it frequently. That doesn't help with the process of grief or moving on. Instead, you get stuck in a loop, losing touch with reality. But where does this stop? What do you think about the use of technology to bring back the dead? Write to us and let us know. Okay, so Eve could not accept God's answer. Satan did not accept God's answer. Right? What is the answer? The answer is to believe what God said in his word. Mankind for sin will die. Man can be born again by the spirit of God and live forever with the Lord. So shall we ever be with the Lord. But man must repent and believe the gospel. He must be born again by the spirit of God. It is appointed unto man once to die. After this, the judgment. There is a judgment coming upon all men for that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Will not escape this life. Will not escape death. It is an appointment that all men have. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Jesus died on an old rugged cross for our sins, and he was buried, and he rose again from the dead. Bible says, Bible says that 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 you and I have an appointment with death, but it ha- it says that there is a resurrection of the dead, right? Bible says this must happen because of sin, but also that Jesus died for our sins. And First Corinthians chapter fifteen deals with this. 
First, it deals with the hope of the gospel. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also ye have received, and wherein ye stand, by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless ye have believed in vain. For I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, that he was buried, that he rose again the third day according to the Scriptures. We go to the end of the chapter. He says, so also is the resurrection of the dead. It is sown in corruption. It is raised in incorruption. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. There is a natural body and there is a spiritual body. So it is written, the first man, Adam, was made a living soul. The last man, Adam, was made a quickening spirit. Howbeit that was not first, which is spiritual, but that which is natural. And afterward, that which is spiritual. The first man is of the earth, earthy. The second man is the Lord from heaven. As is the earthy, such are they also that are earthy. And as is the heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Now this I say, brethren, that flesh and blood cannot inherit the kingdom of God. Neither doth corruption inherit incorruption. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is thy sting? O grave, where is thy victory? The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which giveth us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as you know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. We deserve hell, but Christ died for our sins, was buried and rose again from the dead. And if you repent and put your faith and trust in Christ, your body will go to the ground, but to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. Your spirit shall go to heaven to be with the Lord for all of eternity. That is the promise of God. That is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. The Bible says, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. I deserve to die and go to hell, but Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. Sin hath left a crimson stain. He washed it white as snow. Weep not, weep not, weep no more, for one is found worthy, Jesus Christ the Lord, the Lion of Judah, the Savior, the Great I Am. Weep not, oh weep not, behold the Worthy is the Lamb.
Worthy to receive power and riches Worthy to receive wisdom and strength Worthy of honor and glory and blessing Worthy is the Lamb Worthy is the Lamb Fear not, fear not, fear Jesus Christ the Lord, so join all creation and echo the heavenly song. Sing with the angels, one hundred million strong. Worthy is the receive power and riches, worthy to receive wisdom and strength, worthy of honor and glory and blessing, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sins of the Amen. All right, everybody. Well, God bless you. We are out of here. Uh, we're done. We're out of time here. And I'm going to go make some pizza with my kids and uh, enjoy some time with them and and uh, maybe go for a walk after I eat all that pizza. But see how stinking cold outside happens. Anyway, God bless you all. And... Um, uh, please pray for us, pray for our ministry, pray for the Lord to bless our ministry and to meet our needs and to take care of us, uh, as he always does, but uh, be in prayer for us. Uh, also, uh, pray uh, if you'd like to give to our ministry, uh, you may do so. Uh, you can PayPal us, salvationpreacher at gmail.com, or you can scroll down the page here and you can on oldpathsbaptistchurch.org, oldpathsbaptistchurch.org. And you can scroll down the front page here if you keep going down. PayPal, Venmo, or Apple Pay. Okay? And uh, you can give that way. Or you can mail us something. The bottom of our sermon audio page. Uh, oops, I got to get there. That's a sermon. That's not the right one. Okay? The bottom of our sermon audio page. You can mail us something to 1030 South Highway 3, Northfield, Minnesota, 55057. All right, pray for our Canada trip. Pray for Pastor Jeffrey. Pray for all the Coliseum. Pray for the, the work on the Coliseum we're doing. Pray for all these things. We really appreciate it. God bless you all. And uh, we'll see you on Wednesday, Lord willing, Wednesday, 2 p.m. Central Time. And 2 p.m. Central Time. Let's see. Here we go. Good night. <laughs>